I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. Rap star Cardi B has been cleared of liability by a California jury in the Central District in the action alleging that she misappropriated a man's likeness by using his unique back tattoo on the cover of her 2016 mixtape. That's what we'll be discussing on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. On October 21st, 2022, a federal court jury found Cardi B was not liable for misappropriation of a man's likeness by using his back tattoo on the cover of her 2016 Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 mixtape to make it look as if he were performing a sex act on Cardi. This all began in 2017 when Kevin Michael Brophy, a tattoo model and marketing manager for surf and skate company Ruka, filed suit against Cardi over the aforementioned mixtape cover after sending a cease and desist letter that went unanswered. According to Brophy, the tiger and serpent tattoo on the model on the cover resembles his own. Actually, he claims it is his own and therefore constitutes a misappropriation of his likeness under Civil Code Section 3344, as well as false light invasion of privacy. Brophy claims that he was angry because it looks like I'm giving oral sex to somebody that's not my wife, or somebody that's not my partner, and an image that I never signed off on, ever. Being a father of two and a devoted husband, and a man of faith as well, this goes against everything I stand for, and I would never, ever sign off on something like this. Brophy claims that he suffered shame, embarrassment, and humiliation after learning that portions of his tiger back tattoo had been overlaid onto the back of the model featured on the cover of Cardi's 2016 mixtape album. For those reasons, he sought compensatory and punitive damages and the disgorgement of profits from the mixtape. But irrespective of his claimed damages, the jury ultimately concluded that Cardi B was not liable to Brophy. This came after hearing testimony from Brophy and his wife about his alleged humiliation and concerns, as well as testimony from Cardi and her former manager, who stated that the model on the mixtape cover was not Brophy and that the image had been substantially altered, giving rise to First Amendment protection under the transformative use doctrine. The jury also heard from the graphic designer who edited the image. He said that he found the back tattoo somewhere on the internet that raises a red flag, after searching for a back piece tattoo. But he also claims that he made several changes to it, removing certain pieces, color correcting, and rearranging the order of the different components of the tattoo before overlaying it onto the image of the model's back. During closing arguments, plaintiff's counsel argued that the defense was continuously trying to explain how the tattoo was transformed, yet they denied using Brophy's likeness. According to the plaintiff's counsel, if they weren't using Brophy's likeness, then why would they have to argue about how they had changed the tattoo? The plaintiff's counsel argued that Brophy's likeness was material to the vision of the mixtape and that Brophy's back tattoo is what makes Cardi look strong and in control. Of course, the jury obviously rejected those arguments, ultimately finding in favor of Cardi. That's right, Scott. And while I understand that's the argument that plaintiff's counsel had to make, 
under Civil Code Section 3344, it's well known that likeness is the most difficult of the five protected categories to precisely define. In fact, what the courts generally look to is whether the component or characteristic is readily identifiable as that particular individual. So while plaintiff's counsel focused on the fact that Cardi and her counsel and team were focused on uh, talking about the transformative use, and they seem to be focused on it as if it were an affirmative defense. The fact is, what they were probably getting at was the transformative use or, or the modifications to the particular image made it such that the image was not readily identifiable as Brophy. In fact, there were some arguments made by Cardi's counsel during closing the argument that nobody looks to that image and goes, hey, that's Brophy. And I think that's a fairly compelling point. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. This this case is not a copyright case. It's a right of publicity case. And the um, the testimony of the graphic designer who actually was responsible, at least according to his own testimony, testimony was responsible for switching out the tattoo that was actually on the back of the model for Brophy's tattoo, uh, says that he rearranged the way in which the Brophy's tattoo uh, actually appears on Brophy's back on, on the model, moving some images around and moving, I think, the tiger or the snake around so that it's not exactly the same. It's it's pieces of the um, the tattoos that are on Brophy's back that are you know, displayed in different places on the back of the model in the photograph. So you're right. It, it does all come down to Probably the fact that the jury um, jury just found that the use of these random pieces of tattoos from Brophy's back was not enough to constitute his, quote, likeness under the statute. That's right. And I'm glad you mentioned copyright. So here's a question for you. Even though this is taking place in the Ninth Circuit, if the law from the recent Illinois District Court case involving Randy Orton applied, would Brophy's tattoo artist have a claim against Cardi for copyright infringement? I know we would have to evaluate the merits of Cardi's fair use defense in greater detail, but let's assume for the sake of this discussion that it were not fair use. Would Brophy's tattoo artist have a claim even though it seems that Brophy himself does not? That's a real interesting question, Josh. There were a couple of interesting points that were raised by the tattoo artist at trial. Um, so one is the tattoo artist seemed to take the position that once the tattoo is affixed to a subject's body part, the tattoo then becomes part and parcel of that person's likeness, which supports my position that the Illinois court district court got it all wrong. Um, but assuming that the district court got it right. Um, the the tattoo artist says that he took the photo of Brophy's back, and it was that photo that the graphic designer who worked on the mixtape album cover used to source bits and pieces of Brophy's tattoo. So the the the, the tattoo artist might have a claim, but it would be a claim for copyright infringement of the photo of Brophy's back, uh, or at least that was his testimony 
at trial that he owned the copyright in the photograph of Brophy's tattoo that went online that was used as the source material for the graphic designer who worked on the album cover. But I know a question you're getting at, Josh. And it seemed that the it seemed that the tattoo designer himself uh, would not have pressed a claim for copyright infringement of the tattoo on Brophy's back. I agree with you, Scott. And returning to the matter at hand, I think the court got it right here that Cardi's use of pieces of the tattoo, color corrected, reordered, however they did it, did not constitute uh, misappropriation of Brophy's likeness. And if it didn't concern his likeness, it certainly couldn't have constituted an invasion of his privacy or put him in a false light. Right. I also think there was some testimony by the graphic designer who said that Cardi and her team didn't even know that uh, that he had switched out the tattoos, um, that she did not um, that she did not tell him to do that, and that he just did it on his own. Uh, granted, she had approval rights over the um, the album cover itself, so I don't know if she you know, that that was an escape hatch. But nonetheless, you're right. I think the, the court here got it correctly. Thanks for bringing this up, Josh. This was a uh, another interesting case to follow. Of course, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. If you're interested in more content, please visit us at theiplawblog.com.